Berkshires. Yes, it's a live, live person here. How are you, Berkshires? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Berkshires again and beyond on the World Wide Web. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I have your number with me, your host, Sharia Starr. And um, you are listening to, of course, Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP 97.7 FM. And uh, today we have, we have, we have, we have, we have another intriguing hour that is going to take us into the, uh, the realms of our nighttime. Oh, I know why you're not hearing me. You're kind of hearing me, but you're not hearing me. <laughs> Somebody had mic three, and I'm just thinking it's the announce mic, and no wonder why nobody's hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, because I can't hear what I'm saying. Oh, I love Mercury Retrograde. You know it's Mercury Retrograde. Anyway, so today we do have an intriguing hour, and it's going to take us into the realms of our nighttime dreams and how the moon's transit can help guide what translates to us through our subconscious and then wants to be revealed in our waking worlds. Our very special guest today, Psychic Tracy Belcher, joining me from Springfield, Massachusetts on the phone lines, is going to bring us to a deeper understanding about the true essence of how our dreams communicate with us. So please stay tuned as we're about to tell you what's going on as we all go to sleep to dream. Lost in the beauty of the sky, Again, 
Good morning, good morning, Great Barrington and those listening on the World Wide Web. It's me again, Sharita Starr, and I welcome you back to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. Today is Tuesday, the 16th of August, under a very versatile 23 degrees Leo sun. And before we introduce our very special guest, it's time to catch you up on some of the latest planetary news that's going on. And, uh, you know, time is might as we all know. And we have one more week in Leo here until the mutability of Virgo begins. And of course, uh, anytime we know we're entering a mutable sign, we know that we are in the, the, the stir up because mutability, mutable signs stir it all up. And uh, so we're going to be in our last changes of summer as Virgo is the mutable sign that uh, lets us know we're going to be uh, entering another season very shortly, which is autumn. And uh, so we have all that going on. Now, here's what's interesting about what's happening today. And uh, and if you are an astrology buff, you probably have heard other astrologers yippity-yap about all this. But we have a, a we have a little planet party in Leo today. And not only do we have the sun at 23 degrees... But you've got Mercury uh, retrograding back to 23 degrees in Leo. And then you have Venus meeting the sun moving forward at 23 degrees Leo. So Miss Planet of Harmony, the trickster, and our lovely sun are all hanging out there. And they're just having a grand old time. And now a lot of people have mentioned, oh, maybe something big is going to happen today. And I, I don't know what it could be. Um, I, I, I think... The potential for change is going to happen, but when you're looking at the 23rd degree of something, you're looking at the Chaldeans' understanding of the royal star of the lion, so you're going to get mutability. You're going to get change on some level, but it's actually a very positive change. 23 is a very protected number, so I think whatever's going on is, is, is going to be a good thing. Um, I don't think it's going to be a negative change. You know, changes are not always negative. Um, and uh, if if we really look to... And especially, you know, if you know your chart and you know where that 23 degrees Leo sits, uh, take a look at that area of your life and see, you know, you've got a lot of uh, reflection going on with the communicating uh, requests of of, uh, Mercury retrograde right now. And when Venus is around, Venus makes everything very pleasant and very easeful. So she's really not too much of a troublemaker. She's like, give it to me pretty and and don't mess it up. You know, I don't want ugliness. I don't want to be offended. I don't want to offensive. I don't want to argue with you. And... uh, uh, when you've got the sun, you know, you're always looking at light. So um, I would say, you know, nothing too crazy coming out of that today. Now, we know we are in this Mercury retrograde until the um, 26th of August when Mercury will reach all the way back to the 18th degree of Leo. And that is... Um, almost in opposition to where our full moon just kicked off on... Um, Saturday, which was 23 degrees uh, Aquarius. It's the opposition point of um, where Mercury is going to go back to. Um, So now that we're in this waning phase of the moon and we're in a Mercury retrograde period, if you are really thinking, people, that you should go out there and and do something new uh, throughout the 28th of August, I would highly recommend that you kind of take a a second look at that and and reflect upon that a little bit. Because anything you're going to try to throw out there for the long term, uh, from this point uh, through the 28th of August, you might as well, you know, you are the salmon trying to swim upstream. And, and even though a salmon is very good at that, it, it's not a good idea. 
Um, it's a, such a reflective period right now. This is a great time to take a vacation. It's a great time to chill out. It's a great time to take a retreat. As I always say with those um, Mercury REs, if you do any word that begins with the letters RE in under Mercury retrograde, you're going to have a fantastic result. Um, you will find reward. You will find all those things. So revise, redo, read, relax, you know, uh, just chill out. This is a chill out time. Um, as much as, and everybody, nobody pays attention in August anyway. So we, we just happen. I, I think this Mercury retrograde has fallen so nicely. Um, but it's 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 been an intense one uh, on a lot of levels, and I and and I will say why is it so intense? It started off on the tipping point of Virgo to Leo. It started off on the second uh, of August at one degree. Um, Virgo. And anytime we're right around the beginning or the close of a sign, we're at what we call the tipping point. And it's, there's a lot of transformation, new stuff, old stuff getting out of the way, but new stuff happening. And, you know, even that as Mercury stationed getting up to, um, when it started retrograding on the second, I mean, that whole weekend, there was people telling me things left and right going on. Just, you know, not the, not like the end of the world kind of thing, but it just, you know, a lot of inconveniences, a lot of people crossing over, um, a lot of car accidents, but where this is where it's fascinating, a lot of car accidents, but the people aren't getting hurt that the car is kind of a mess, but the people are walking away unscathed, which I thought, I've heard that story at least 10 times under this Mercury retrograde so far, which I find to be fascinating. Um, and I think very fortunate as well. Um, so yes. And now the other fun thing that's happening is that Mars is about to touch. Uh, if you all remember, we had a solar eclipse back on the 1st of July in, um, uh, it was at, uh, nine degrees cancer. We had a little, it wasn't a full eclipse, but it was a nice initiation in, uh, the nine degree of cancer and, uh, Mercury, uh, Mercury, there we go again. Mars, the other M planet, um, is about to hit that point. So interesting, if, if you're looking at anything that you saw initiate from that cancer area of your life, if, if you look, now we're going to have Mars kind of come across that same, we're going to have Mars come across the same area. So Mars is about motivation, getting things started, getting things going. Um, so if there's something that, you know, you saw happen in that area of their life, and now you're going to have Mars kind of giving it a little trigger, uh, a big spark is going to be happening um, with that. So so look for those new beginnings, because solar eclipses do trigger a... a you know, a period. Uh, it's not just like looking at one waxing phase and saying, oh, I've got a couple of weeks to get things out there. Solar eclipses give you like a, uh, typically about a six month period of, you see initiations stemming from this area of the life. So, um, that, excuse me, that cancer area of zodiac pie, very beneficial for that right now. And, and be on the lookout for that. And of course, always wherever Mars is, you know that the application of courage versus conflict is what needs to be adhered to. Uh, you never want to give in to Mars's anger. He is the warrior planet, but he doesn't get very far unless he's courageous. Um, the conflict doesn't, doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, um, or the conflict, it goes somewhere, but it doesn't go where you want to go. Um, now, today, too, we're on the 16th calendar date, um, a Neptune-guided degree. Take that one and the six, reduces to seven. Um, 16 is a sometimes a tricky energy, but it's, it, it's the energy where you've got to be so sensitive to Neptune's request to be, be still and, and listen a lot in your life. And, of course, if you're listening, you have to be silent. 
<laughs> and uh, it's a little, another little lexagram there for you. But in, in certain cases with, with the 16, it's, it's this real understanding, as, as Chaldeans understood about this number, you have to be the eye of your own storm. Like if you see storms around you in your life, uh, when you're dealing with the 16, you want to stay in the eye of what's going on. Like you're going to see a bit of chaos. You're going to see stuff happening, but you don't need to get caught up in those winds. Um, so that is something that um, is a, today's a great day to kind of take a little time for yourself. Um, the 16 loves time alone. And 16 loves the um, the realms of what we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. Um, and we also happen to have our moon. Now, we had the full moon, of course, on the 13th of August. We're letting it go. We just talked about that, the Mercury retrograde. We're waning now through the 28th of August. Um, but today, the moon is currently in Pisces. And um, so as you see the moon wane in your chart every month, that half, one half of the pie it's going through is where you're seeing things unfold, kind of... Um, move out of the way um, as you're looking at the couple days that the moon's gonna 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 stay there because you know the moon's always about your feelings and and what you're doing so it's it's just a nice time to kind of take a little focus on every area because we you know it's kind of like our zodiac chart is like our own house it's got a lot of rooms in it and we have to pay attention to all the rooms we can't just you know focus on one thing all the time um, which some planets like to take a little bit more attention than others to <laughs> and I just have a little I always love to throw in a little John John Jocelyn quote um, about Pisces and being we're under a Pisces moon today and um, what he has to say about this more than intuitive sign quote Pisceans are those truly under the Neptunian light experience spirituality thus they have the faculty and forte to commune and to untie with others on the mental and physical planes the purer Piscean the more profound the communion and the union of the feelings and the thoughts of people and places and yes with the planet itself, unquote. So I thought today it would only be apropos to stick with the realms of Neptune under this Pisces moon and, of course, the 16th calendar date. And uh, so we came up with Dreaming by the Moon equally, which is a topic that any soul um, who is tuned into the channel and frequency of Neptune uh, from above will enjoy engaging in. And my very special guest today, Psychic Tracy Belcher, just so happens to personally channel Neptune through the seven in this lifetime as she is an inventive Aquarius soul being born to the 16th of February. She's a gifted psychic since she was a child. She also discovered her abilities as an artist in this lifetime. Always interesting. A lot of the psychics out there have something else that they do artistically. Um, I, I know many of them, whether it's music or painting, art, you know, drawing, whatever it is. So they've got something else they like to do, sing, you know. So a born intuitive, Tracy is a true spiritual person. She honed her skills as a teen and has been doing readings now for over 20 years. A student of Edgar Casey's teachings, here is where she learned his most accurate form of dream analysis and interpretation. Aside from being a psychic advisor, she's equally an artist. She creates fine art portraits, landscapes, caricatures, digital art, and works on commercial art, making CDs, posters, and logos. And as I have also discovered, Tracy's birth name affirms her abilities through lexigrams, which is the very story of how the letters within uh, a name or a title uh, will tell its story through phrasing the anagrams found within like poetry or prose. So from Tracy Ann Belcher, her full name, I can find these fun little, little derivations. Tracy can relate a real Casey art. Isn't that funny? 
And Tracy can be a real able channel. Tracy, a real clear healer. You can find Tracy on Facebook. Um, she has a page there called Accurate Psychic Readings by Tracy. And that is Tracy spelt with no E, by the way. And um, it is such a pleasure to have you here. Good morning, Tracy. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarita. It's great to be on the show. This is very exciting. It's new to me, too. Yeah. How fun. If it's new, it's for you. Why not? That's well, a good thing. <laughs> exactly. I was going to wish you a good morning, and I hope the listeners had slept well last night. And, yes. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I think oh, I think don't, don't I think we all sleep a little more interestingly under uh, a Pisces moon. Yes, I agree. I do not recall my dream last night. I do know I dreamt. I don't either. I can't remember mine either. It had something to do with papers, though. I was dealing with a lot of papers. <laughs> I think that's because I was doing paperwork before I went to sleep, though. That could be it. That really could be it. It didn't really tell me much. It was just kind of um, relating what I just did. Well, it's really interesting because I've been asked by people who have said, I didn't dream last night, and I say, no, no, you you didn't remember your dream. You dream every night. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. do remember I dreamt. I just don't remember what it was about. <laughs> now let me see something. i got to try something here because do I get this a little better? I cannot. Okay. That's, that's a little better, isn't it? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me fine? I'm just getting a little static, and I'm and now I know why that that mic three was in my in here earlier. It just seems I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens on the recording back because we are recording, but um, all I'm hearing is static back every time I talk. But I can hear you totally fine, so I think it's going to be a go. Great. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> we're we're going, and you know it's Mercury retrograde. So, what what can we do? Um, we have to go with the flow. We've got to go with the flow. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, that is the definite deal. So, um, so now you have, um, Edgar Casey has, uh, you know, come up with, oh, God. I mean, he's, he was a brilliant, brilliant man. He founded the uh, Association for Research and Enlightenment, and um, he was well known as the Sleeping Prophet. Um, he would go, for those listeners who don't know who Edgar Casey is, he would actually go into a like hypnotic state and be able to heal people. Uh, he'd be able to channel how to address someone's in a non-invasive, a very holistic way of healing them. Um, you know, let's say they had something you know very seriously wrong with them. He'd be able to like totally come up with these like seemingly miraculous ways um, that were not really harming the body. Um, as you know, God bless modern medicine, but I think it does a lot of more harm sometimes than good. Um, but he also was very, very into dreams, and he had a very powerful way like like Jung does and Freud did and, and he's all on that school of, of people who really understood you've got to get into the symbology of what your dreams are about because you know he made this statement dreams are given so that the mind may gain those lessons for uh, the developing body um, so he always believed that your your mind is telling you or your subconscious and your your dream state is is able to translate to you what do you need to pay attention to in your waking world or what should you be focusing on um, and you've uh, done a lot of work with this um, with people I found him to be a remarkable man 
I was suggested to read him back as a, a teenager when I asked my mother my first question, what do dreams mean? I really believe they have significance. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're just entertaining us when we sleep. Exactly. And she said to me, I'm not going to help you figure out your dreams. I think you should read about it and, and research it on your own. So she suggested Edgar Casey. She had a bookshelf full of all his books, and she had read them all. And she said I should do the same. And she said he's a difficult read. Some things are hard to understand, but I think you'll get it. And I did. And I enjoyed it, and I thoroughly understood it. I related to everything he had to say. And as I, I read him, I researched him, and I also related very well to him because of my intuitive side mm -hmm. as well as my ability to understand dreams had some meaning to them. And so, yeah, I can, I've, I've been able to integrate everything I've learned and utilize this when helping as a tool for other people. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, yeah, you're, you've got the, well, you're 16, you know, that's part, uh, it, it's one of, aside from your astrological chart, because uh, we're, we're really focusing on what you know how to do, not on how, why do you do what you do, but <laughs> right. we, we know that you know how to do it. <laughs> Right, there is a theme with 16. I was born on the 16th day yeah. of the month. I did learn at 16 how to hone my, my skills with my intuition, and I learned about dream interpretation more. And I, yeah, there's a, and then of course today is the 16th. Today happens to be the 16th, which I think is kind of funny. And of course, here we are. Under, you know, it's so funny. I, when I ask guests to be on the show, I, I rarely ever look at any of it. I just like, and I, it it's always seems to fall into place that there's some connection. And I'm not even trying here. I, I swear I don't arrange my shows because I, I do the research ahead of time. It just kind of always naturally falls into place. This has happened more than once that I have, you know, it, it'll be a certain day of the month and that'll be a, the number karmic path of the person I have on. So you've, you've fallen in the right thing. And I, I think this is such an appropriate topic under, um, Mercury retrograde and a waning moon and, and just to be in a very reflective space in our life and um, really our and dreams you know, are beautiful for that. It wasn't and there was one more theme with the 16th of, of this year. On the 16th of April I was very creative that month and I met Tom Richmond and did some artwork. Oh that's right yeah. yes. So again there's that 16. Yeah, the 16 shows up for you as a yeah as a big number for you. Yeah absolutely yeah and that's because you're probably because you're listening instead of running around yeah, <laughs> too, I do too quickly. Yeah, I my inner voice very much so. <laughs> That's good that you do that. <laughs> so tell us about, like, okay, like a lot of people, okay, out there have, they have repeated dreams, they have, um, you know, dreams that are kind of, um, you know, like, the different categories of all the dreams and how do they all show up. So can you explain to us, like, you know, just what different dreams could be? Yeah, um, there are different categories. There's one where, this is more of the typical one. This is the symbolic dream, where people don't quite understand what the dream is telling them because it's not literal, so they have to kind of figure it out and interpret the symbols of what's going on in the dream and what they're seeing and what the scenario is. Um, and it seems to take quite some time. It seems like to go on for hours when it's really only minutes that we dream. Um, but these lengthy dreams do help us with our everyday life in solving problems. So 
uh, that's one category. The other would be the precognitive or literal dream, as we would call it, when we find that the dream later on down the road actually predicted the future for mm-hmm. us. And usually those come in short dreams, so they're spurts or straight to the point, very mm. direct. Y- yeah, there's not like a, a lot of mumbo-jumbo going on in those. No, there isn't. <laughs> they seem to be a lot quicker, like a flash. Yeah. Um, and they're very to the point and direct. There's no, you know, uh, pussyfooting, uh, so to speak, around with them. Yeah. They, they tell us directly what's going on. Uh, also, people have noticed that there is no a lot of scenery or anything around them when they're in that dream. Right, it's very kind of, yeah, it's boring. Yeah, there, there's no furniture, no walls, really. There's yeah. nothing there. Sometimes it's totally white, light atmosphere, and people will say, well, I, I was with this particular person, and we, we were having a discussion, and it was short, and that was it. Um, now, I've noticed that some people have actually communicated with loved ones during this phase where they're dreaming uh, a literal dream, and others are saying, oh, I remember this dream happening, and then later on, what happened in the dream happened when I was awake. Mm-hmm. So there's your precog. Yeah. Okay, so it was predicting that this scenario would take place eventually in your waking life. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much of a... I always say that the dreams are like a puzzle. They, yeah. it, it, like our subconscious gives us this puzzle to figure out. It really is. <laughs> and, you, and there's a purpose for that, too. The reason that we do not know uh, immediately what the dream is telling us is because it's to buffer us from any future shock when we wake up. Right. You want to wake up refreshed. And when you don't have a shock from a dream that you don't quite understand and you slowly figure it out, it gives you time to absorb it. So that's why the symbology. Everybody says, well, why not be literal and so I can just figure it out right away? Mm-hmm. Because your mind needs to absorb slowly as to not be in shock or surprised by what is being told to you. So it's kind of a buffer. And if you interpret it slowly, it, it'll come to you in a way gently that will help you understand. Absolutely. Yeah, because how I, now, with, in conjunction with what you're saying, I have this, this um, way that I have come up with looking at your dreams. And, and uh, you know, you're going to tell us more about how we're going to piece them. Uh, we've got, in the second half of the show, we're going to take some examples that people have uh, emailed in that wanted to have some, seek a little analysis on. But w- when you're looking at the dreams, you know, we go to sleep at night, and, of course, the, the moon is always in a sign, every, uh, like every other planet when we go to bed. <laughs> and, but the moon is changing in our charts every couple of days like it's going to be in another piece we go, we've got 12 houses in our birth charts and whether you're looking at it collectively or you're looking at it from your natal chart you've got 12 different areas those rooms of your life so to speak and so wherever the moon happens to be transiting I often find is the, the dream has something to do with that area of your life as it's coming through to you in, 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 at that night or in the morning or whatever it is. Um, and then where are you in your personal year cycle? Where are you in your personal month and day cycle? That is also things I've tied into uh, how souls can start to understand, well, why did this dream show up now? Like, what does this mean? And of course, now, what happens with the repeating dreams? Um, because I know a lot of people get the same dream comes up again and again and again and again. 
Well, when something is very important happening in your life, and it's important that you work out and resolve the issue on a conscious level, you will have a repetitive dream. And it will continue until you figured out what it meant. Ah, that's it. So you, yeah. you just, the only reason why you're getting the re- repeat is because you haven't done the work in the waking world. Right. Yeah. Not every dream needs to be interpreted. Some dreams can be let go of, and we can work on them, even if we're not consciously aware. Yeah. However, there are dreams that really need our attention, that we really need to focus on because they are super important. Those are the ones that will repeat until we understand what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely um, know about that. Now, if we have, like, you were talking, because uh, we, we talked pre-show here, and, um, like, you know, some people, you know, they get these, like, horrific nightmares. Um, and you were suggesting that, um, you know, it may not be anything, like, you may have this, like, horrible, tumultuous dream, but you, you said, well, <laughs> what did you eat before you could have went to bed? <laughs> happens is sometimes we mistake nightmares for something bad that's going to occur in our lives. Mm-hmm. And most of the time this is untrue, although there are some cases where the upsetting nightmare does have uh, uh, something to do with trauma, you know, traumatic experiences, something bad that, that has happened or may happen. But that's normally not the case. Usually it's got to do with what you ate before you slept. Some foods are hard to digest, and they will trigger a a mental response in the brain, which will cause a bad dream. Other times, it'll be the uh, the condition of the room. You try to sleep in a cool, comfortable room, and if you get overheated physically again, it will disturb your sleep, and your dreams will also come about as upsetting. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at the physical comfort before we recognize the dream to be a fear dream that, that we need to work out or just a dream that happened and occurred because of our physical state. Right, right, absolutely. And of course, if we're, um, and like, you know, a lot of people, there's, everybody dreams about animals, it seems, right? So Animals are part of, yeah, very important part of our lives because they represent so many parts of our character traits and personalities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they uh, kind of reflect how people's behaviors are with each other. So animals are really a great way to figure out where a person is coming from emotionally. Interesting. Emotionally. And of course, that's all about that moon in the end anyway. What what the moon's up to. So, well, guess what time it is already? Oh, what time? It is noontime here at uh, Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP 97.7 FM. And um, we have to pause for just a couple moments and uh, let the... uh, our local listeners, and uh, if you're listening from like down in the New York City area, or you'd like to come to the Berkshires, we've got some things that are going on in the Berkshires. So um, we will be right back with with psychic Tracy Belcher, and um, we're going to dive into some dream analysis for the second half of the show. So hold on. All right. So what's happening here, Berkshires? What's going on? Do you want some sushi? On the 20th of August, stop by the Sushi Fest at the North Adams Country Club in North Adams from 6 to 10 p.m. Silent auction, art showing, and plenty of sushi for those who attend. To get required inf- to get yeah, to get required information, please contact Jim Sisto at 413-664-7700. Proceeds to ve- to benefit the Walk to End Alzheimer's on September 24th at the Ash Willick 
Wiltacock Trail in Cheshire. Um, that's where all this fun stuff is going um, from the Sushi, sushi, sushi Fest. Hello. <laughs> and again, you can contact Jim Sisto at 413-644-7700 for more information. And that's on the 20th of August coming up um, in North Adams from 6 to 10 p.m. Yum. Sushi. Mm. So the hope is beautiful, and so is every woman being treated for cancer. Look good, feel better. Can help women face the challenge of a lifetime. On Monday, August 22nd, 5 to 7 p.m. PM at Fairview Hospital, there will be a free two-hour workshop. And um, she will... I don't know who she is. Says she will learn... Oh, that must be just women. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like interpreting the whole ad here. She will learn simple beauty techniques for skin and nail care, makeup application, and coping with hair loss. She'll receive a complimentary bag of makeup from leading cosmetics companies to use in the session and at home. You can call now to register for this uh, next Monday, the 22nd of August, 6, 5 to 7 p.m. at the Fairview Hospital, uh, 413-493-2 one one eight is the number again four one three four nine three two one one eight and that's the hope is beautiful uh event going on for women with cancer being treated with cancer monday august 22nd 5 to 7 p.m at fairview hospital and that is some things cooking in your 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 berkshire area up here and uh, now we are back to the second half of the show. Of, and you're listening to Sharita Starr. And this is What's Your Sign? I have your number. And we're bringing you all the current planetary news worth hearing. And uh, today we are in the midst of a beyond intriguing topic, uh, that of our nighttime dreams with psychic Tracy Belcher. She is our very special guest today. She's an expert in the Edgar Casey understanding of dream interpretation. And welcome back to the show, Tracy. And by the way, listeners out there, you can find Tracy. She has a page on Facebook, Accurate Psychic Readings by Tracy. And that's Tracy with no E, by the way. So... You're welcome. Um, yeah, we were we were going to discuss some people's dreams because they submitted them by email to you. Yes, because you know I'm just not high tech enough to be the, the the solo person here, running the board, answering the phone, and so I always do if I'm gonna we're gonna do this lovely. I I always love it when we cross reference. Um, uh, what you can see from things and then how, you know, these planets uh, see things from our birth charts and stuff. So um, we just did a little uh, email us ahead of time, and uh, here we go. So actually it's great because you need the dream written down anyway. You always should be writing down your dreams. Um, I agree. A dream diary is important. Very important for any, any soul. Them and and uh, it's very important to remember them if you want to, you know, go over them later and figure them out. I also know that for a fact, this is just a cute little tidbit of information for people, um, when you can't remember your dream when you first wake up, mm -hmm. if you get a moment while you're getting ready to make uh, plans to go out for the day, lie back in your bed in the same position you were in when you woke up. Remember what position you were in, on the left side, on, you know, on the pillow. Lie down in that very same position you awoke in from the dream, and it will come back to you. Hmm. I've never tried that. I'm gonna, I, I like that tip. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. It works. 
Yeah. Now, do you know, here, here's, this is another thing that I was taught about, because like, I always get people who say, oh, I never remember my dreams. And I was told this, this is another little tip, and I don't know if this makes sense to you, but I was told to look at your hands during the daytime a few times and then especially uh, another time before you, you go to sleep and you look at your hands and you keep saying I will remember my hands right. and that when you're in the dream you're going to start to your body or your, your mind I should say your mind will start remembering and you know translating it better for you you can also do this before you fall asleep you can ask yourself to remember what you dreamt the next day uh -huh. so that upon awakening you will recall vividly what you dreamt. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a power of suggestion with your mind. Your mind is very powerful. It, it sure will, is. It will do what you want it to do. So when you consciously tell yourself to remember something or wake up at a certain time, even without an alarm clock, I've been able to do it myself. If I want to wake up at 7, I'll tell myself before I fall asleep to do so, and I will. Mm -hmm. So, yes, your mind can tell yourself what to do, so that you automatically respond to that. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. I mean, because I, I always, when people tell me they can't remember the dreams, I'm like, well, th that's just where you are at right now, because that can change. Some people do, <laughs> yeah, some people choose not to remember because they don't enjoy remembering them, and that's fine. Yeah. But for the people who want to, that's very important. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and if you want to, because, yeah, some people yeah. just, you know, they're not into dreams. They don't, it doesn't matter to them. It's, it, it won't, it won't be much significance, but um, I, I find them to be fascinating myself. I use them, like I said, as a tool, just like the psychic ability that I have. It's another tool. It's another tool. It's a self-help tool. Yeah. yeah. Your dreams are there to help you. That's exactly right. So we have our, our we have a, um, we, uh, we have Tom who sent in a dream, and um, we'll read the dream, and then we'll let Tracy uh, interpret it, and then I'll uh, throw in what I understand from uh, what was going on. Uh, and this dream was on uh, the, very recently, on the 29th of uh, July of this past year. And the dream, uh, he was, I was in a home I didn't recognize, but it was my home. It was a log home in the Adirondacks, very similar to the vacation long home that belonged to my deceased brother-in-law but larger, more like a log mansion. I remember walking through the living room, very rustic and large, well lit with skylights, cathedral ceilings with large log beams. I was walking towards the master bedroom, very well lit with the sun shining through the windows, and realized someone was trying to break into the sliding glass door of the bedroom from a large wraparound deck um, and trying to cause some kind of harm. I could not see him. All of a sudden, the saddlebred horse I used to own, Patrick, who is roan in color, galloped into the deck, reared and galloped off the deck. Right after that, the Irish hunter I rode on my trip to Ireland last year, Bugsy, a very large white horse, trotted in from the living room into the bedroom and stood behind me. The person that was trying to break in disappeared, and at that point, I awoke. That's a cool dream, that Tom. <laughs> He has horses in that dream. I love it. <laughs> um, now, as in general, a home is representative not of your physical home that you live in, but it is your psyche. That's the place where, you know, you have your, your conscious mind, your subconscious, and all the rooms represent various things mm -hmm. of activities in your life. You've got your kitchen, your nourishing room, 
your your sleep room is your bedroom. It's also where you have your sexual intimacies. You have your living room, which is your daily living room. Um, that's that's everyday life, um, and how active that is. And your subconscious would be the basement, and then there's the attic, which is it, that's a room that we we barely recognize because we're not in touch with that part of our consciousness. Um, so we have various meanings for each room. The house itself represents, again, the mind um, and, and the workings of it. I also uh, found that different styles of homes and also different sizes of homes have a, a representation. And whether the home is run down or well kept, again, cleaning out, out your home or getting rid of uh, old ideas and seeking self-improvement, things like that. It, it, there's a relationship to your home with whatever is going on in your waking life. Um, he says that he has a mansion of a home, very large, comfortable rooms. And uh, so nothing is hidden, okay? To me, uh, when your room is, is not cluttered and the house is large, that's a very positive thing. Yeah. Your mind is very clear. Mm-hmm. You've got a, quite a bit of clarity going on with the, the skylights and the sunlight. Um, he, he recognized it to be his home because, well, he knows this is his own mind. Um, the log cabin itself, I believe, is it, it's a rustic rural place. And uh, I think I remember um, talking about this before, that... When a person is very into a certain style of home, it represents their personality and what they enjoy doing when they're awake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I gathered that this person may really enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be somebody that's really into that. And also, um, when we talk about the master bedroom with the sliding glass door, the glass door itself is your viewing. That's that's something where again there's clarity. See, it's all it's all connected. And, and the, yeah, and that sun shining. I, I like that vision too. Yeah. That the, the, the sun was shining very well lit through the windows. That's a very positive vision yeah. in a dream too. Absolutely. Yes, because you you he's got the insight. Yeah. To figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. Um, the horse galloping. Uh, it's kind of like uh, playing around or horsing around. The Aron color is a transitional color, mm-hmm. and the white horse that comes up behind him when he's concerned about a break-in, and, and of course everybody is probably thinking, is he going to literally have his house broken into, or even his state of mind? But that's not it. Um, intuitively, it came to me that there was a breakup in a relationship that he had previously had, and he was trying to get through that, and work through that, and he didn't, he might still feel vulnerable on an emotional level, mm-hmm. so the white horse that appears, Bugsy, who is very large, who trots in behind him, is his protection, and it's letting him know that there is a safety there, that there is not going to be any disruption to him working out this relationship issue. Yeah, definitely. Well, interesting that, that you, all the things that you mentioned about things with the psyche and stuff, this dream for, for Tom happened when, um, and I have, his, I have the birthday, they are a Leo, and um, they, uh, when this dream happened, it was a Cancer Moon, 
So that means that the moon was transiting, and I'm just going to look at the collective chart and look, going into like uh, the, the, the birth charts, but even by the collective perspective, um, that moon was in uh, his 12th house, which is your subconscious area of your life. Uh, so yes, this dream definitely has a lot of big, um, has a lot of huge, um, you know, um, inner work theme. Uh, it's an inner work dream going on here, for sure. Yes. Um, and presently, in a year of finalizations and endings in the life, so there is a lot of things in his life right now that are clearing out, uh, coming to conclusions, finalizing, ending, um, dealing with all of the last eight years, pretty much. So there's a clearing happening, for sure. And the month that this happened in, uh, happened in also the dream occurred in, um, was in a seven personal month, which is, of course, more inner work that the person is doing. Um, the seven is, is, when you're in a seven personal month, you're very much should be in your kind of sharpening your own saw kind of thing. And um, so this is a great, and it's a great time to do dream analysis. It's a great time to spend time by yourself and, and just be, be still and silent with who you are. And um, this dream also occurred on a nine personal day. So he was ending a nine day cycle as this dream also unfolded. So I, I feel that the dream is definitely meant it's here to represent like him coming to a, a really solid conclusion about about something um, and just also before it was a new moon in his own sun sign which is actually very interesting because the next day there was a new moon in Leo um, and he was in a day of new beginnings at that time so I think um, hopefully he awoke from the dream and um, even on a subconscious level, if he didn't analyze the dream, because we are, <laughs> right. um, that there was a new beginning that kind of yeah. felt like kind of unfolded for him um, in this area of their life. But um, yeah, for sure, there there's a lot of clearing going on, and um, that, yeah, this this dream is um, nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> oh, it's definitely reinforcing that there's a positive coming through all of this, working out and clearing out. And yeah, there's a there. There was maybe a concern in the beginning of the dream with him when he was concerned of a break-in. Yeah. Um, but then he was reassured at the end of the dream that whatever that person was doing, they were going to dis. They disappeared. Well, right. yeah, they they're going. This person is going to be leaving the his life in a in a way that that's good for and him. Yeah. He obviously wants this to move forward and, and, and not continue with this person. Yeah, and, and I like how the, um, like how you were saying with the saddle red horse, the first one, um, that was the roan color that represented the transition, but instead of that horse standing behind him, it was the white horse. Right. Which I think is, is it's fascinating how like, you know, how his mind could have switched those horses around so easily, I suppose, but that's where they were placed. You know, even now, that is significant. If you were going through a lucid dreaming, which a lucid dream means that you're aware that you're dreaming and you can actually manipulate what's happening in your dream, you oh, could have done I that. I don't know if I've that ever done that. That would have been a mistake because you, you, know, you don't want the, the galloping horse was kind of out of control. Yeah. And the white horse is solid and steadfast and definitely in control. Yeah. And definitely has his back. So you think, you see again the protection. And white represents purity. Sure. So very positive that Bugsy was there. I like the name Bugsy. Yeah, and I love the name. Yes, I do. I'm like, oh, Bugsy, he's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so Bugsy was there. All right, so that's that's that was uh, that, that that's fun. That's a, that was a that was a fun one. We have another fun one. Um, this is um, another uh, listener who emailed and bet. Um, the date of this dream was also recently, uh, just just um, last week in August um, on Monday, and um, this is the dream. I saw my uncle, who passed away about six years ago, working in a store. In the dream, I never, I felt I never believed he had died anyway, and seeing him made me think of how I was intuitively right about something yet again. He did not want to come with me, did not want anyone to know he was alive, and seemed happy. He was seemingly vividly vivid and when I insisted I go get my husband to tell him that my uncle Richie was alive and well that his reaction wasn't eager it was just neutral I got the feeling he didn't want anyone to know he, he was alive and that he was going to go on his own way to somewhere mm -hmm. right well that to me would be more of a literal dream and not in the sense of a precognitive, which would represent something that was going to happen in the future in the work, in the daily life mm -hmm. of, of the dreamer, but actually showing the dreamer that right now this uncle is alive on the other side, is definitely wanting to make a connection to reassure her that or this, or this person that he is fine, he's happy, and he is alive. You know, his soul, your soul never dies. No. Um, just the body. Yeah. And yes, he we was transfer vessels. confirming <laughs> that he was still there on the other side and happy and busy. He was doing things that he probably would have done when he was alive. Um, that makes total sense to me. I, I've uh, talked to enough people who have passed over that they do uh, say that they do not just sit around doing nothing over on the other side. <laughs> oh, no. They're working over there. <laughs> they're actually busy. <laughs> yeah. They're not <laughs> they bored. They have things to do. <laughs> so he, he obviously did want her to know that he was happy and that he was moving on and that he was not going to uh, per se stay connected with the family like he had been before. And maybe that's why he really didn't want everyone to know what was going on with him. But that, you know, for her well-being, she needed to know that he was okay. Yeah, um, I I loved how she had how that had this dream. Um, she is a Gemini, and. Um, this dream occurred under a Sagittarius moon, which by the collective Gemini chart is in the house of partnerships. So it's in her house of who she relates to one-on-one. -on -one. So I, I, I find that to be very um, interesting how it, you know, she's obviously looking at a person in the dream that she knew and relates to, and even her husband being in there is her partner um, as well, um, whether that partner be business, romantic, or just a one-on-one -on -one general relationship. Um, that's currently in a one personal year, so there's a lot of new beginnings happening in her life. Um, but as she was um, filtering through um, as she's uh, when she had the dream in, in just last week, she's in a, a month of um, conclusions. Does I not have that right? This doesn't seem right. Um, yes, no, I'm sorry. It's a nine personal month. I'm sorry. Um, my Mer Mercury is getting my head a little bit. Uh, <laughs> what else would be new? <laughs> but yeah. Got a sign that he was all alive and all right, and so really, the dream to me is very self-explanatory. Yeah, 
Definitely. Yeah. And it, it face should... value. Definitely take it at face value. This, it, this was a message from her uncle that he was fine and moving on. Yeah, absolutely. And Nobody it, else re really needed to know this but her. Yeah. And it was, because uh, August for uh, Bet is a, it's a nine personal month, so it's a month of conclusions. She's coming to a lot of realizations, finalizations, kind of, kind of finishing up whatever is left over from that last nine-year period, because you just entered your, your one personal year um, this past May, and you really start to see these new beginnings go forward in September. And um, the day that you had the dream on was also a day of connections. Um, so it was an eight personal day. So it was a day where, you know, you're making, s she's connecting with something. As an eight is also about one-on-one -on -one relationships. It's, and it's very karmic and significant ones when you're looking at the eight in that fashion. So um, I'm sure she's very karmically connected to her uncle and to her husband for that matter. So I, I like how the two of them showed up in this dream for her. I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And your dream state, actually, for, for the next year, Bet is very, very super active because you've got Jupiter in your 12th house for the whole next year. So your dreams are actually very fortunate, uh, extremely fortunate for you um, to... Um, you know, analyze and uh, look at. Everybody, I always say everyone's are appropriate to do that, but um, when you get Jupiter in your 12th house, they, they come through a little, little even better boost. <laughs> so now we have Cassie who um, emailed in, and we have a little bit of scenario that happened in, in the real world, and then we'll, we'll talk about what the dream that she had immediately after this happened. Um, it was, this was also just this past Saturday, um, and this is a, another story that came in to me about a car accident that happened where the people actually walked away. Um, Cassie had a car accident this Saturday. This is real life on the 13th of uh, under the full moon and all that fun stuff. Uh, driving on the New York State Thruway with her two boys and her mother. It was 7.30 in the morning and she'd been driving for about an hour. She was a little tired. She dozed off and woke up to the sound of her mom's voice yelling and the next thing she knew she ran into the guardrail and she tried to return the SUV back to the road and overcorrected um, and basically as she it's it. I played Frogger on the road for a little bit and hit the guardrail two more times. And luckily, she did not hit another car, and every single one of us were uninjured. Now, that evening and the following evening, on the 13th and the 14th, she had, uh, she's had these two dreams. Same thing. Where, uh, where she is in her bathroom getting ready for her day. As she's blow-drying her hair, the lights in the house go black, but the blow-drying remains running. The blow-dryer remains running. She goes to turn the light switches on and off to no avail. She walks around the house and notices that all the electronics, the clocks, the fans, etc., are all still running, but the lights just won't come on. And she's anxious to get her boys um, who are in their rooms, but she can't see them. Um, and then she wakes up. Well, I, I first of all am very grateful that she su she survived without injury. Me and, too. Uh, yeah, and the people in the car with her. Absolutely. Um, that it's another weird example of what's going on this Mercury retrograde. I mean, I've, I've heard that I don't know how many times. <laughs> it's so great that she was okay. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think she was meant to be harmed anyway, but I'm glad that that didn't happen. 
And um, fortunately, it sounds like the car did, but, you know, better the car than her. Exactly. Um, That's what I've been saying to everybody. I'm like, well, the car can be fixed. People, well, sometimes people can't. It depends. depends yeah. uh, the dream, it's, it's, yeah, it's a very upsetting dream. Um, definitely sounds like there's some uh, future planning going on that she isn't quite sure how to uh, put into um, action. So... She's in the bathroom. Well, the bathroom room, again, we're talking of, of the psyche and the mind. And the room is a cleansing room. It's also, you know, you get ready for your day in that room like she was doing. Um, and it's a, it's a room where it's interesting. She's blow-drying her hair. Um, and the hair represents thoughts that come from the head. And blowing, blow-drying the hair and the, the blow-dryer is still working. Everything is working just fine. Her thinking is on track. There is some concern and confusion, though, with the lights being out. So there's a fear of an anxiety that she isn't going to complete or follow through on these future plans that she isn't really sure how to direct herself. Um, everything seems to be working. All her electronics, her clocks, her fans. So, again, there is an organization, and there is a way to work through these things. Um, but getting those lights on is very important because, again, we're talking clarity, we're talking insight, th being able to see really clearly through our challenges of what we need to do to get to our goal. And her anxiety around the boys, uh, I, I do think that's so natural to be concerned about your loved ones during the times that you are preparing for something new in your future. So I don't see them as being in any harm but I do see why she would be concerned about that. You know, she really needs to, to do some work on uh, thinking, you know, about what she is working on to, you know, get that future going. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what her plans are, only she knows that, but I'm sure That's that if correct. she thinks about it, she'll be able to fix this problem with the dream occurring. Mm -hmm. um, once, a, once a dream is solved, you won't, you won't have it again. Have it. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, it's interesting. She had, she, she is, uh, she catches the very last 29th degree of Taurus on, on her birthday, um, which is interesting to me. Um, I always look at that 29, um, you know, it's just a degree point, but it represents a, a concept of grace under pressure. Um, and that every time she has pressure in her life, she's meant to react with grace. Um, that's a very important theme throughout her entire waking world, everything she ever does. Um, but this dream occurred under a full moon in Taurus, um, of course, right after the accident. And um, this kicked off um, for her was... Um, or full moon in Taurus. She full moon in Aquarius. Excuse me. She is a Taurus. Which, if you have a full moon um, lunation, the collector chart for the Taurus. This is in your tenth house of the career and the public life. So it's it's something to do with how the public is viewing you, uh, and you're concerned about that. You're concerned about. Con career things. There is that area of the life that wants to be noted. Um, and then, of course, as you had the dream again the next day, um, it was in your 11th house, which is your friendships, hopes, dreams, and wishes area of your life. So it's kind of like wavering in those two areas. Right now, you're in a three-person year of learning new things. Um, this is a, an emotional month uh, in August. It's a lot of uh, cooperation and theme like that going on. And, um, and then this, uh, you went from a six to a seven personal day. So 
this last, the, on the 14th, as it happened, um, was meant to be a kind of like an inner work kind of thing, too. So you still have that. But I think the reason why you're so lucky with this, Jupiter is in Taurus right now. It's in your sun sign. That was one of the things that helped you be feel like this was a lucky thing, even though it was an accident. It was a lucky thing. Got, uh, she's got some time to to go through that goal, yeah, and find out what she needs to do next to take action. It's she's it's definitely got to go through the thought process first before she can take the action. Now. Yeah, and that's perfect. You've got this waning moon now and the Mercury retrograde, and you're going to reflect away. It's right. a perfect time to do it in the next two weeks. Um, so thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us. This is so awesome. Oh, I'm so happy to be able to do this. Now, do we have any more dreams? No, because we, guess what? It's time to go. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> and we're, of course, it's working. We're running a little late, but we're just going to um, sign off. And um, I thank you so much again. And um, again, you can find out more about Tracy and her work at Accurate Psychic Readings by Tracy with no 